And we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. In a wild time in the chart. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcastianos. I am Jordan Hall, and I'm pleased to be joined once again by the talented and gifted Eric Wayne. Eric, how's it going tonight, buddy? Uh, there's two Eric. There's more Eric Waynes. I, I, you just get me. Sorry, bud. Cheeky. Maybe, maybe that'd have been a little bit more accurate. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that probably. <laughs> um, have you had the chance to get outside recently? Uh, I don't know. Accomplish a, a major athletic feat. I don't know if it's too major, but I think you're hinting at, I said, so I sent you a photo, uh, standing by a disc golf basket. I hit an ACE, uh, yesterday, last night, um, 296 feet, uh, par three by trusty champ Eagle splash the chains and it stuck in. It was wonderful. So, so don't be modest here. I, I'm, I'm curious, like how impressive is it? Like, you know, if you're on a club and ball course, like it's something that you tell about until you die. Is it kind of that right. same level? They are more frequent in disc golf. Um, I don't know, maybe twice as likely as a regular golf hole in one. I don't know, maybe more, even more than that. You, you, the holes aren't as long, so you have better chances of, of running one in, but they're not exceedingly common. Is this the first one in your stretch? Career? I actually, I actually had one last year too. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I've been playing somewhat regularly for three years now. So this is my second ace. So would you like us to start calling you ace now? I think that's the natural progression of things. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's fair. The true ace, true ace. <laughs> um, what was your celebration? Like I was kind of mentally going through what I thought that would look like. You're, you're the dancing type, aren't you? You, you dug well, after this. It wasn't any choreograph, but it was a pure surge of excitement, I would say. And and what happens, it's kind of a two-stage thing, like, well, maybe a three-stage thing, because the first is like, this has a legitimate chance. This is looking good. And then you get the crash in the chains, and you get, get that, you know, you see it, and you get that noise. And then the question is, did it stay? Did it stick? Because you can crash chains or hit the basket, and it'll 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 flop out. So this one stuck. It didn't even hit the basket. It went it held right in the chain. So, and then you just get like a surge of, you know, yes, I get it, awesome. And then fist bumps and high fives. I'm glad I'm glad that you sent the picture, though, because, as you know, pics or it didn't happen. Now, you were with other people and they they witnessed this. It wasn't just a selfie you and the you in the chains. No, I didn't forge this. It was two legitimate witnesses. So it was it was good times. And it's fun to be with somebody when it happens. I mean, it's good to get one anytime. But to have people watch, I mean, it's, it's pretty sweet. Were they purchasing the beverages after said round? They should. I better get on them. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, congrats. It's awesome. If you're listening to the show, congratulate Eric on Twitter. Um, oh, he, he needs more more affirmation. Um, but anyway, it brings us this week's leadoff question. Uh, what is the most athletic feat you have ever actually accomplished? Or if you haven't accomplished anything noteworthy, what would your dream athletic achievement be? I'm going to turn the question right back around to you, Hall. I'll let you answer, and then I guess I do have a couple more things. Um, So up until probably earlier tonight, uh, my biggest athletic achievement was um, I actually threw a no-hitter in my first varsity start. um, In high school? In high school. And obviously nobody cares about high school sports. So it was, you know, what, 10 I don't know, 12, however long ago that was, uh, years back. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I enjoyed that. So that was probably my biggest one, but I'll tell you what tonight, um, it's actually been a little bit of a saga in my house. Last night there was a spider on the wall and not like, not like the spider that you're like, all right, I'll get to that when I get to it. Like, a oh, that is a big spider. Like that one has to die. I go to kill it and I miss and I can't find him the rest Mm. of the night. 
Mm. He shows his face again today. I get one of, I think Whitney had a sandal laying around, and I whap the crap out of that thing. It is dead. I'm not a, a relocator type. I am a, an exterminator type. Um, so it felt really good to get that monkey off my back. And even if it wasn't just a ginormous spider, like it beat me last night. And I wasn't about to let that happen again if I had the chance. So that's where I'm at. You got spider redemption. Yeah. Not every day. Guy gets a second crack at a, at a giant spider. <laughs> so how about you? What? You're not going to mention the marathon that you completed? Oh, yeah. The marathon, too. That was good. I kind of forgot about that one. How do you forget about running a marathon, Hall? It was it was many months ago at this point. Life, life has moved on. So it goes spider, no-hitter, marathon. marathon. Yeah, and everything else <laughs> after that. Um, so all of my competent athletic feats really revolve around football, which is really strange because um, my high school didn't have a football team. <laughs> but my senior year, they organized this like uh, hybrid flag football team. And um, I'm a large dude. And so they put me on the, the line of the defensive line. And I got to tell you, I just dominated. <laughs> and there was like a ton of people there and it was really fun. It was my one taste of, you know, real football that and the Turkey day games, like we'd get out together with some guys and then I would just get the ball and we played tackle cause we were young and stupid and I just run over people. It was so fun, but I miss, I miss my true calling in life. And that was, that was football. That was to be a, a nose tackle for the, for the lions. Yeah. Did you see, um, Vince Wilfork retirement video in his charcoal ad or whatever. I heard about it. I didn't actually see it. Can you can you briefly sum it up for me? All you need to know is Vince Wilfork is shirtless in some denim overalls dancing. The world was always coming to this. 2017 has been this kind of year. Everything, every the whole timeline, the Mayan prophecies and everything is funneling to this moment. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about the Tigers at all. This is like, yeah, we'll get 10 there. minutes of we'll, talk. It's it's actually only been six and a half minutes, but you know, okay, who's counting. Right. Um, before we get to the contact info, let's talk fantasy football one more time. As we talked last week, you can compete against Eric and I and all the other, uh, well, some of the select other Podcastianos listeners in fantasy football league. Um, send us an email at podcastianos at gmail dot com with your name, Twitter handle if you have one, and a brief, hopefully amusing explanation of why you should be in the league. Uh, and in the next, I don't know, week or two, I'll pick some and we'll get a draft going. It'll be fun, I think. It was it was fairly fun last year. Um, I promise to be more attentive to the league this year, maybe. Um, and also, I am leading a fantasy Premier League draft in the next week or so, hoping to get six or eight teams. Um, I've never done it, but I think it would be a lot of fun. So if you're interested in getting your footy on, uh, email to the same address, podcastianos at gmail.com. And if you're going to do that one, do it relatively quickly, trying to get that one moving. And speaking of, for anyone who actually likes uh, soccer, Eric and I are going to do our English Premier League predictions at the end of the show tonight. Um, it's not during the middle of any of the Tiger stuff, so you don't have to worry about, you know, wading through that to get to more talk. We'll do it at the end. So if you're just here for the Tigers, you can cut it off. Um, but that'll be that'll be fun, some level of fun. Yeah, don't hesitate. Sell it. It'll be fun. Um, okay, contact info. On the Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino4. Eric is at Comeric Eric. The show is at Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. Eric, we have more reviews. The reviews have been coming in uh, hot. Is that, is that and heavy? Hot and or heavy? <laughs> we have three from the past week. Are you excited? Yeah. All right. I am actually. The first one uh, comes in, came in on Wednesday from K. Gerard Gross. Um, the title is Good Podcast, and in parentheses, Ianos. Um, podcast Good, have a listen for Tiger Fan, easy subscribe. Um, next one, Thursday, Hilarious by Ray P. McConnell. This has quickly become my favorite Tigers podcast. Laugh out loud, funny moments interspersed with solid baseball analysis. I feel like that's a little bit generous, but we'll take it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, truly the Mark Fidrich of baseball podcasts. That feels fair. Um, and then Friday, DJH Go Blue says good baseball insights and humor, too. 
Um, and here's the review. Enjoyed the baseball discussion from a fan's perspective. Top seven, bottom three lists are fun too. Love the comments about neckties in the latest podcast. Uh, I refer to a tie as an inverted noose. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's, it chokes around your neck. Nobody wants a tie. They're bad. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Giannos. Uh, so here we are, one week after the trade deadline. No J.D. Martinez, no Justin Wilson, no bearded Alex Avila. And we're playing some pretty not terrible baseball. Um, getting rid of those guys was kind of the missing piece, wasn't it? I, no, no. I, it's just random distribution of some wins. What did we win, five in a row, though? I think we won four, four in a row. Four in a row. Four, then, four in a row? Yeah. Okay. Um, to be fair, though, since those four, we've dropped two and are in the process of dropping a third tonight. So, you know. And, and one and of those was extremely ugly. And one of them, the first one was bullpen ugly, and then the second one was just kind of extremely all-around ugly. So that's kind of dulled whatever excitement that might have been coursing through our veins. Because at one point, we were five games out of the wild card, and you think, oh, we got two months to go, five games back. Good things could happen, but... (laughs) <laughs> they're not going coming to. into tonight we're still only six back that's not terrible um did the fellas suck you in at any point were, were you back thinking yeah you never know no th- no sorry no we're running out too many scrubs i hate to tell you but there was moments of excitement when upton hit that grand slam i was like mm, upton pretty tasty uh you know then you get into this conundrum of are are you cheering for the opt out? You know what I'm saying? Okay, if you if you're not familiar with this, he signed a six year contract and he has a one time opt out after two years. So he can play out the rest of his contract and the Tigers will pay him big money for the next four years, or he can opt out and become a free agent trying to get an even bigger contract. Um, but will he get it? He doesn't know if he'll get it before he has to decide about the opt-out, right? I Do I, did I reframe that well? That, that feels pr- pretty uh, appropriate. I think it's a really funny case the way the Tigers fans have taken to Ju- Justin Upton. He is by no stretch, I would say, a fan favorite. I mean, he's no. he is accepted at this point for what he is. But when you he look started at, so slow, do if, you remember that? Oh, I, I remember asking you if you were nervous about him for approximately the That's first right. twelve to fifteen shows. If he would have started last year the way he started this year, and then yeah. had his major dip this year, like if you just reverse the order of his successes, I think we would absolutely love him. There was just something about his his terrible first. I don't know what two, three, three and a half months last year yeah. that just built this hole between us that he hasn't, you know, us and him that he hasn't been able to get out of, despite the fact that he's legitimately been one of the best hitters in the American League all year and going back to the to the second half of last year, and we're all like, eh, he's he's fine. He doesn't get a lot of airtime. Like no. he doesn't get a lot of press. They're not doing a lot of interviews with him. If you said name three characteristics or interesting things about Justin Upton. I mean, could I do it? Could you do it? I would go brother is Melvin, formerly BJ. Yeah. Like everything we know about him is like from before he was with the Tigers. I feel like I'm really curious as to why that is. If it listeners, if you have any theories on that, let us know. Um, I mean, he doesn't necessarily exude a ton of, you know, outside personality. Maybe he just right. isn't a very interesting interview, which is why, you know, guys like Johnny Kane, um, because if if he was going to give a good interview, Johnny Kane would have had it by now. Let's let's be honest. Um, but you know, maybe maybe he's just he's just a guy, which is which is fine. We need we need guys that just show up, do their business really well. I mean, there's yep. nothing wrong with that either. Did you see your boy Johnny Kane hanging out with Daniel Stump in the broadcast tonight? Uh, I actually didn't have it on at any point tonight. I was I was a little busy, no. but um, I, I tweeted you some pictures of your boy hanging out with Stump. They went to a deli and had sandwiches together. <laughs> of course. It's good television. That is. Yeah. Yeah, Upton is Upton is really good. I mean, he's okay. Um he's gonna get top five in the M- AL MVP race. At the moment I can't argue with that. I mean he's That's there's no really doubt good. he's our best player at this point. He is oh, I mean not he's not even close to the face of the franchise though, but he he is our absolute best player. 
Um, yep. And maybe as a fan base, we need to start embracing him. Maybe he's, I don't know, maybe it's the two-year thing. He knew he knew that was in the in the back of, yeah. of the deal. Maybe he didn't necessarily want to put roots down, if you will. Um, you know, maybe That's a good point. Maybe fans were just like, okay, we're not going to get too attached to him. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's go with that. That feels like a, a good reason. But anyway, give him some love. If you see him, say, hey, J-Up, you're my boy. I'm, I probably won't do that. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get back to uh, other things. Um, I think a point that's really being overlooked is just how much all of the trade talk uh, must have been weighing on the team. Um, I don't know. To me, watching them over the past week or so, they just look a little bit freer. Like, we always p- picture them as, you know, robots. They just show up and do their job. But, like, hearing that you or your buddy are possibly about to be relocated, like, it's kind of a big deal. And, you know, Playing baseball at the highest level is extremely difficult. All these distractions are just throwing, like, one extra thing on the fire that makes it more difficult. Um, and obviously they're not lighting the world on fire since. Um, but, you know. Having, I don't know how a, much I'm buying that. Mind, I don't think it hurt. I, I don't know how much I'm buying that. But I, I, I will tell you, I'm buying it a lot more for sellers than I would be for buyers. Because buyers, I mean – Okay, maybe you're a little worried somebody might take your spot or something. But if you're worried somebody's going to take your spot, you kind of suck probably anyway. So, but for sellers, it's like, yeah, somebody really good is going to be departing probably. Um, yeah, I could see just knowing what is going on and what decisions have been made helping a little bit. But, I mean, we weren't that good before the trade deadline. We're not that good after. Yeah. I think that's that's basically what it comes down to. We had a little bit of a purple patch this past week. Um, on weeks when, I mean, at this point, I think we can all agree the season is is pretty much a wash. But there are going to be weeks in the next, you know, two what two and a half months that that are interesting. How do mm-hmm. you um, how do you do you take joy from that, even knowing that the season isn't going anywhere? Um. Yeah. I mean, each game in and of itself is a drama right you want to win you play to win the game it's fun to watch the game you get to know i think we're going to have a chance to see um more of the younger guys um we get candelario is is up we're going to get to see what he's about i think there's going to be more guys it's fun to watch the drama surrounded with joe jimenez um other guys that you um think might be part of the future and are trying to get a get a grip on uh, what we have. Um, so that stuff is all fun. And if you can cause the Indians or cause the Royals to lose, that is, that is kind of satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this time of year, I, I always think back, like, you know, in February, we would be killing to have this on our TV. Like there's going to come a time when even bad baseball would be absolutely must watch TV. Um, so, so soak it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I would be longing for any kind of baseball in February. But when you get game after game after game, you know, it does change your perspective a little bit. Do you subscribe to the you're a bad fan if you tune out for for periods of time or if you're not following closely because they're uh, because they're losing? Does that make you a bad fan? See, I don't. And even if that even if there was a decision maker that said this does make you a bad, like who cares? As far as I'm concerned, yeah. fan however you want. Like do do how do the Tigers however you want. That's you. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's cool. Don't let anybody you know deride you for that. Just just do um, you know use the Tigers as a method of bringing you joy. If you can't watch them without getting you know irate and pissed off about what yep. Brad Ausmus is doing, maybe you need to t- take a step back um, yeah. because it's not adding to your life. You know, maybe you want to get even further into that. I don't know what, you know, but do you don't let anybody's opinion tell you how to be a fan of your team. And I've gone on this rampage, I think, before, even on this podcast is like sports is the only product in which you're shamed for not consuming a substandard product. Right. Like, so if you go to a grocery store and their apples are kind of rotten you know, nobody's looking over your shoulder like, what? You bypass those rotten apples? Don't you like apples? <laughs> you must not be an Apple fan. Yeah. Don't you care about apples? You know, it's like, um, and 
and teams know this, right? I'm we're we're rooting for laundry and history and a logo. They could run out almost anybody in the old English D, and we would probably cheer for them. I mean, yeah, absolutely. We after uh, you know after Alfredo and Randall Simon and all the other Simons, if we're cheering for those guys, you know, we'll cheer for about anybody. Um, so I, I don't disparage anybody who, if they're like, Oh, the Tigers kind of suck. I'm not watching them very much. Hey, I, I'm not going to judge you. I probably will still tune in. I, I just, cause I enjoy the experience, but if you don't, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to berate you. No, I, I might th- berate you for other reasons, but not for that reason. I think an interesting question comes in. Um, does it make you a bad fan if you're actively rooting for losses to improve the draft stock? Yeah, because that's just stupid. Don't be stupid. I, I mean, what are – okay, so you get the fifth pick versus the second pick or the third pick versus the sixth pick. How are you going to know which – how are you going to nail it? You know, do you know that the third is going to be so much better than the – than the sixth you look back it doesn't matter it's more about your scouts and especially considering we're all convinced that al avila knows nothing and he's an idiot yeah so what does it matter what pick he has yeah a lot of people are on the disparage al train and the thing is i don't know how are you supposed to know and everybody is ascribing the the bad trades to Al and the or the good trades to Al, depending on which side you were on. Like, oh, Dombrowski did this, but I heard really Al was the driving force between this or that trade. And some smart Alec seems to know both ways who was underpinning that decision. Like they know. Yeah, and it's always just fitted to whatever narrative they're trying yeah. to make at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it is very hard to judge. Like you can't act, you know, you can't go at a trade and have any sort of grasp on it until maybe five or six years, see how some of these guys develop. And then once you get to that point, you have to remember that these guys only knew what they knew at the time. Like you didn't have all of this benefit of hindsight. I mean, it's an extremely tough game, which is why, you know, general managers make all kinds of money and there's a very, you know, hot seat pretty much all the time. I would love to see some objective measure of general managers like, uh, war, uh, you know, like, yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Like, um, uh, value over, uh, so like draft value. So, um, the, the first, given the slotted pick that they've made in the draft, you could calculate over each year, how much war per pick that you're getting. Yeah. Do we know anyone smart we could get on that case? Yeah, I don't know. Where, where's Chris Long or somebody? Is somebody work up these numbers to show like some objective measure of general manager skill? So that might be a one thing, a one way to go. But uh, there's got to be other ways to measure. We have a thousand measures, sabermetric measures for the players on the field, but we have nothing but antidote to talk about general managers, and it's that's pretty sad to me. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. If if you are smarter than us, let us know. Let us know the stat that you've created for for general managers. I'd I'd be very interested to see. Um, okay, so in the past week since the deadline, there's obviously been some new faces around. A little bit of a roster shakeup. Uh, we've gotten to see some of the faces that we've waited for and longed for, and of course, topping that list has been uh, reliever Joe Jimenez. He has pitched twice since his return. Um, you might say he's struggled mightily in both outings. What have you seen from him? Um, he's just not missing any bats, right? He's kind of getting hit hard. Uh, he's supposed to be a fireballer, supposed to have this slider that misses bats, and he's just not missing any bats. You know, um, our friend Hook Slide is doing his best to stand up for him. And, you know, um, he's kind of getting on Osmus for not using him in more high pressure situations. I saw the other day, uh, you know, hook would get on my case if you're here talking with me, but stop that. I mean, come, come on. He's this rookie. You're going to have to find him someplace. He's not going to, you got to put him in someplace. He's not going to close. Right. If there should be enough adrenaline pitching in the big leagues for in your sixth or seventh time or whatever. But he is he is not performing. Um, I don't know. I I would be stunned if the stuff had just abandoned him. I think he's just got to 
he's got to figure some things out. To me, it seems that it's all stemming off of lack of fastball location, which, I mean, to be fair, just about all big league pitching is how well are you locating your fastball and then what are you doing off of that? Um, I haven't, you know, watched him super closely to be able to break down, you know, is he not getting enough movement, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I think once he starts hitting the glove where his fastball is supposed to be, he will have more success. The slider will play better. Um, all of the, the secondary stuff will, will look much more appealing and he'll start missing bats. Um, to me, the, the pitch ability doesn't really seem to be a problem. Like, you know, the stuff is all still there. I, I don't think yep. that it's abandoned him at all. Um, yep. I do think so. Here's here's your chance to play general manager. Do you let him work out his issues here with the big club or do you send him back and say, hey, when you get this polished again, you try again? I don't understand what the point of sending him back down is like. I know that you could send him down there and he's going to get innings there, but he has relatively mastered that level. I mean, he has got what they had a 14 uh, appearance scoreless streak that he came up on the back of. Um, you know, it, it's hard to say that anyone has mastered a level of competition, but he feels pretty, pretty confident down there. Let him work through it against the best hitters in the world. Yeah, he's had plenty of time in AAA and we're not in the in the crux of a pennant race here. It's not make or break time for us. Him, Rondone, anybody else who you want to figure out. Lane Hardy. Yeah, absolutely. You just leave them in there, sink or swim and see once what kind of metal they have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, don't bounce them around or whatever. If you think you have guys who could be a part of the future, now's the time to learn a lot about them. As a the big club, Dixon Machado. I don't know how many more times I can Dixon Machado. I I need more at bat. Like it's it's a craving. I need to see more at bats from Dixon Machado. Um, okay, John Hicks came back with a vengeance. Four for his first eight, three uh, homer, three ribs already. Um, he's now hitting three twenty and seventy five at bats over the course of, of I believe three stints back with the Tigers. Every time he's been with us, he's hit. Um, his name kind of sounds like Hit. At what point do we have to start taking him seriously? John Hicks. Can hit. Yeah, exactly. Uh- I don't know. I still like I feel like I don't know a ton about him yet. Um, he went to but, Go- yeah. High School. We, we actually played yeah. a game about this. Oh, yeah. I learned. I should learn. Uh, he hits, right? He hits he all the time. Um, I don't know. Maybe we don't need to sign Avila again for the hundredth time. Uh, but I – Maybe he's a viable platoon slash backup guy. I don't think – I mean he's a highly touted prospect. I don't think he can keep this up forever, but uh, he's hitting. He seems like a very serviceable part of a, of a platoon, and I'm not going to pretend that I know the ins and outs of how well he's calling games or framing pitches and all that stuff. I was a pitcher. I'm not, I wasn't a catcher. That's not my, not my deal, um, but I mean he hits. Like how many catchers in yeah, baseball hit? Like it's just not a thing anymore. Speaking of hitting, McCann, he's hitting 368 over the last month. It's not a recent thing. He has he has been hitting very well. Um it makes me wonder all of a sudden, are we deep at catcher? Is that a thing? No. 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 You're wondering is miscalibrated. We're not deep at catcher. I hate to tell you, but I mean, uh, McCann has this inside him, right? But he's been comically bad against righties. I don't know what he's hitting against righties over the last month. If he's just gotten protected a little bit more or what, but I'll type my numbers into the number machine and and get back to you on that one. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) So Uh, go ahead. Yeah. But McCann has that within him. Right. He's young enough. He is skilled enough where he could hit some more. And I think we've saw a little bit. I mean, to me, he's not a a 210 lifetime hitter. I think he could hit a little better than that. Yeah. And I I think he is a little bit closer to a 240, 250 hitter with a little bit of a pop. Which yeah. there is, there's nothing wrong with that either. Ooh, it's that just place. the fact that he's not very good defensively, and I know he throws out a lot of guys that doesn't make him very good defensively. Right. Um, the framing probably lacks a little bit. The the blocking, the working, you know, that kind of thing is. But his big his big arm gets the attention, right? Yes. Plus, he's got a clever nickname 
which adds to the if if Upton had some sort of play on his name that could yes. be then he would be so much better off in Detroit. Should we get to work on that. You're you're the if let's be honest if if one of the two of us is coming up with one of them it's going to be you. You're you're so much cheekier than I am. Well, Upton Upton Funk has gotten a little bit of of play when he when he hits a home run. Upton Funk's going to give it to you. That's good. Are you familiar with the I, Bruno Mars yes, I, I think song? Every, I think everybody's familiar with that he's, song. He's like a small Latin Latin American man. I no, think he's he's yeah. Filipino, just like me. Is he really? Yeah, he, me, Pacquiao, and Bruno, and Bruno Mars. Yep. <laughs> you guys gonna make the Filipino um, uh, World oh, Baseball oh, Classic Russell. team? <laughs> uh, the stre- all stretch Filipino team. So the last guy I wanted to highlight tonight, real quick, Heimer Candelario. He's coming up for Iglesias while he's on the bereavement list. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before you finish, how did you say his name? Heimer. Now, I've heard it. The two times I've heard his first name pronounced is with the J, J- Jaimir. There's no way that that's correct. I, that's what I've heard. I swear twice. What What does Evan Woodbury say? That's That's what I trust. Actually, what, ask, what does Johnny Kane say? That's that's really what I trust. But no, I think you will hear it with a J. Jaimir. And you have to – it's Spanish, so you have to have both the E and the I sound in there. No, there's – Jaimir. Yeah, the candy man. Uh, anyway. We have we have digressed quickly. Um, <laughs> Finish your thought. What, uh, what expectations do you have playing time-wise, production-wise, and where do you see him playing? Because I think that's kind of the the interesting one here. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna mix him into third base. Um give Nick a day off, give uh, kind of rotate the three DHs that we have in and out. Just find some spots for him. I don't think they're gonna they're not gonna play him in the outfield. I don't think he's gonna see a ton of playing time. If he plays Yeah, it's gonna be a very twice short a week, I'd be, stint, I'd be I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would like to see him get some runs. I would rather him get some run out in, in the outfield in Toledo. Um and I haven't I haven't looked closely enough to, to know if he has or not, but you know, why not give him some some play out there? You know, a lot of ball players are capable and versatile enough to do both first base third base and the outfield i think this guy can do it the real problem is now we have four designated hitters in one designated hitter spot candelario is not he's not a designated hitter he can play a little third base yeah a little a little third base he's just keeping the spot warm for lugo let's be honest he's he's better than nick he can't be worse than nick i have not watched any candelario footage but i'm gonna step out there and assert that he's better at third than nick (laughs) um okay so Season is mostly gone at this point, so I thought it would be a good time to introduce a new weekly feature on the show. Um, each week, we're going to give our Tigers highlight over the last week. Something on the field or stands or an interview that made your heart sing and sitting through all that bad baseball worth it. Um, so Does it have to be good or can it just be memorable? Memorable. That's, that's, okay. that's what we're going for when we turn it tune into a game. All right. So I think the obvious answer is uh, Upton's uh, Grand Slam. That is an answer. It's not the answer I took. Answer. I, I think the most memorable for me is Joe Jimenez uh, pointing to the fly ball and then it went out for a home run. And then pe- in start pouring the Phil Coke references. And then, I mean, just hearing about Phil's name made my heart warm. It yeah. made my heart sing kind of the bad circumstances but yeah it was a classic like i mean i saw i saw the finger go up and i'm like joe i think he got a little bit more of that than you thought he did (laughs) (laughs) and he did (laughs) oh no um so bad luck it was bad luck it's never never a bad look always just get that finger in the air i was i was really good about that i was i was a chief pointer (laughs) not not to phil's level but yeah you got to help your guys out Show them where the ball is. Absolutely, it's always one of those deal where they're first they're looking at me and then they look up and then they're running. You know, yeah, that's how. That's how baseball you're works. the captain out there. Show them where the ball is, except for the part where you're not not the captain out there. Um, okay, so my highlight. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but Drew Verhagen started a game. It was mm-hmm. on it was on Saturday through five innings. 
two earned runs, uh, pretty much entirely the two earned runs given up because he hung uh, hung curveballs, as he is apparently known to do at this point. Um, struck out three, only gave up four hits. Like, you know, he doesn't have an elite starters arsenal. Is he going to be in the rotation when we're good again? Probably not. But he gets whoa, a lo- whoa, whoa! Are you softening? No, on your boy. I was never. I, I, I still think he can be in the bullpen when we're good again. But he's, oh, he's not going to be in the starting rotation when we're good again. No, I've always loved him as a reliever. Let's let's not get that oh, twisted. Oh, oh, sure. But I did enjoy seeing him start, and I will will say I uh, I kept all of the positive thoughts to myself until his outing completed because as you remember uh the the right. first outing when he came up um after two great innings i texted eric about how amazing he was and then it was the following inning that he gave up the back-to-back home runs and i looked like a moron um so i avoided that one he finished strong he didn't get a win but you know he turned in turned in a very strong performance yeah we're looking for competency now is what we're looking for Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. All right, let's move on to your power rankings. All right. So my power rankings is taking a cue from you. This is going to introduce probably, you know, the last segment of our podcast. And I have for you um, Premier League teams that you should be a fan of. Okay. I have strong opinions. This this will be good. Yeah. Not the best team, but somebody you want to root for. So it was... Um, 2010, 2011, where NBC Sports got the rights in America to show all the Premier League games. So interest was kind of ramping up. And I, you know, had a passing interest in soccer, but really didn't have a team that I was married to or excited about. So I did what I thought was best to find a new team to root for. And that is I asked people on Twitter. So I said, you know, I'm a big Tigers fan. What team is kind of tigery? Um, so I, I arrived at, at Newcastle United. Um, and we'll talk maybe more about that later. But I have for you the top seven and the bottom three teams you could root for. If you're looking for a Premier League team to cheer on and get attached to, here's here's your chance to evaluate. All right. Ready? Here we go. Very right. excited. Starting at number seven is Watford. Watford is not a big power team. They got promoted the year before last, I believe. But they have an adorable logo that is a moose. (laughs) It is a moose logo. It looks awesome. And you can also say, turn down for Watford. (laughs) Which I think is clever. If you want to, if you want to go with an underdog, you could do a lot worse than Watford. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. All right, number six is Southampton. Um, Southampton is kind of always on the cusp of kind of breaking into that upper tier. They have um, red and white 
stripes, which I, I think is really kind of cool. They've gotten off to some really ex- exciting starts in years past. I think it was two years ago. They led the whole first half of the season and were blowing people away. They kind of got caught up at the got caught at the end. But Southampton would be a good team to embrace, I think. Yeah, and I don't think there's any danger of them going down in the near future, which can nope. really derail uh, your fanhood for a team. Um, yeah. yeah, they feel like a nice, safe uh, nice safe Watford choice. is not a safe. No, Southampton I, is going to. Yeah, better. Watford will be fine this year, but yeah, Southampton definitely is not going down anytime soon. The only problem I have with Southampton is, is it Southampton or was it Southampton with an H that they stuck together, and that really bothers me. I think it's kind of a British thing to do that, though. They, is they it kinda, Southampton or Southampton? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the H is implied. I would guess so too. I, I want to go with that, but the the unknown just really. Just, why don't you just tweet like at the Queen and ask her? Yeah, maybe I'll do she that. She's probably around oh. when it was built. <laughs> She's old. <laughs> Number five is Leicester City. First thing you got to do is know how to pronounce it because if you say Leicester City, you're going to get laughed at. Just think of the guy's name like Lester, like <laughs> yeah. John Lester. Just go with that. Nobody's going to correct you. English people can't really talk that well anyway, so you just gloss over your words. It's fine. Lester City, if you were a if you're sabermetrically inclined, I think Lester City is the team for you because they took a bunch of overlooked guys and really put the analysis to them, added them to their team. And they won the league two years ago with that kind of approach. They're, they're kind of the Billy bean Oakland A's style team. And they captured lightning in a bottle to win the league. So if you're into that, Leicester city's your team. They're so played now though. Everybody likes Leicester. I don't know. Coming, coming from the guy who supports the most popular team in the world. So t- disregard completely what I have to say. Yeah, judge face. But, I mean, they're not one of the top six, right? They're not Liverpool or yeah, you know no, some of these other guys. Like There's still a lot of room in the, the Leicester City bandwagon. That's true. And they, they did not look good last year, if I recall correctly. So, I mean, you have to have some cojones to be a Leicester City fan. I think you're safe with them, too. I don't, I don't foresee them going down anytime in the near future, either. Um, number four is Arsenal. Oh, woof. Arsenal has a pretty sweet, badass name. Like they're, they're the gunners. Yeah. Like it's an arsenal, you know, firepower. That's kind of cool. Uh, and they're always, you know, so close, right? They're on the cusp of winning. You're going to maybe get some, um, champions league play. Mm-hmm. You're, ma- you're going to get some Europa league. There's a good chance of, of you catching a piece of that. That makes it exciting. Uh, to be an Arsenal fan. And they are the latest team to have flown a banner, uh, you know, behind the plane over their stadium wanting their manager fired. Oh, you you have to get used to no patience with managers. If you think the fire Osmus people are hot and heavy, um, soccer people, like, three games, oh, we're going to fire a manager. Everything sucks. This guy is horrible. Just no chill. Across the pond for managers. Yeah, the the Wenger, Arsene Wenger is the Arsenal manager, and there's been Wenger out signs literally all over the world. It's kind of a an internet thing now, seeing right. where the farthest flung place to to be Wenger out is. He's got to be the longest tenured by, manager by a long so, shot at this point. And because it, it makes sense, because his name is Arsa, and he he's for Arsenal, so that's how you can remember. Can't be any more perfect. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Like, his name is like the name of the club, like Hicks and Hits. It's not even that close. All right. John hits. Okay. Uh, number three is um, Tottenham. Tottenham Hosper. Um, if you like um, the Tigers classic white jerseys, you're going to love Tottenham's jerseys. Always white, kind of the very clean look. In fact, their nickname is kind of the Lily Whites because they always have – classy white jerseys they're again always kind of on the cusp they're that 1a kind of kind of team they sign big money players they really get a lot of good players but they um haven't quite put it there they don't always quite put it together yeah i think the two biggest things um on on their on behalf they they play the most fun soccer to watch like everything is extremely 
flowy and they're very exciting. Um, What's their guy Keen? Yeah, Harry Kane. I think you he, should I'm love him. Pretty sure he led the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, him and his brother Johnny are like your favorite people. <laughs> it's just it's something about the surname. Um, but yeah, they're they're. If I were to pick right now. That's probably who I would have like knowing everything that I know about soccer. That's probably who I would have selected. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. I like them. Um, number two is Everton. Um, Everton is kind of that second club. Um, Liverpool's in the same city, Everton and Liverpool. Their stadiums are only like four or five miles apart. It's really crazy. Um, I don't even know if they're that far apart. They're real close. Um, and they're kind of overlooked, but really still super solid. And if you're a fan of uh, American goalkeeper Tim Howard, he played for Everton for a long time, was really good for them. So Everton is a fun team to to be a fan of, I think. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Number one is, of course, you want to guess? It's Newcastle. Of course it is. It's Newcastle United. For me, uh, this was the team that was kind of most like the Tigers, had years of greatness, but those years have been a while past. Um, they have really awesome fans, a great big stadium, a classic stadium in St. James Park. It's in the north of the country, kind of away from London and Manchester and all of kind of the big urban centers, but a, a good sized town. It's kind of working class roots. Um, the fans can, you cannot find more passionate fans. It's nuts. And they wear stripes, black and white stripes, which I think is classy. Like Juventus, you know, it's got that really soccer-y look. It's unique to yeah. soccer. I like, I like that. They look like referees, but that's fun. That's soccer. Come yeah, on. Absolutely. So Newcastle United is, is my favorite team. And I followed them ever since. And they went down last year and then came back up. They're going to be up this year. And I'd never experienced that. So it's fun to, to watch and kind of follow along. Thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs okay. up. The, uh, the three worst third from the worst is Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea's a girl's name. And also they're a bunch of racists. Mm. And they kind of speaking. I don't know. Chelsea just doesn't do it for me. Like, they're either over-the-top good and kind of obnoxious, or they're just whine all the time. I don't like Chelsea. Yeah, that seems fair. Number two is Liverpool. I can't get over the name. Like, it's horrible if taken literally. Like, a pool of livers? That sounds gross. I got to be honest. I've never had that issue with with thinking that, but it's, it's not great. And they're like the they're a really pretty big club and they're never in danger of relegation no. at all. They're always in the top four. It seems like they sign a lot of big, it's a big club, Liverpool. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. No, they're the worst. They're, they're United's historic rival. So that's the team that I hate the most. Yeah. The worst club. You want to guess? I have, I have a guess. Would it be, would it be United? Yeah. It's Manchester United. It's the freaking Yankees of soccer. They're entitled. They think they, everybody owes it to Manchester United to be the best. Of course, awesome player a is one to want to come because we're so awesome. Yay. We're great. Bow down and kiss our butts We're Manchester United. No, it's stupid. Don't root for them. That's power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom and you're listening to the podcast. Yanos. <laughs> He's, he's speechless. He can't. He cannot speak. I am without speech. More, more on that later. More on that later. Um, so, do you want to hear what I saw on the side of the road while running this yeah, week? I do. Of course, you do. Um, so, I don't know if I've ever brought this up before, but like going through the various neighborhoods that I do, you know, being uh, someone in the public eye, as popular as I am, I get quite a bit of, of reaction. <laughs> People honking hello, you know, dogs barking, you know, that kind of thing. Stop running in a speedo. <laughs> Uh, my favorite is when I pass the kids in the various neighborhoods. They all try and like show off for me. You know, there's I go through three main neighborhoods, and it's almost like they all have their their like specific modes of transportation. Like the kids in my neighborhood are all on skateboards, um, and they're all doing their like crappy kid tricks. I don't know whatever you do on a skateboard. Um, the the Be neighborhood next to us is all on razor scooters, which apparently mm-hmm. are still a thing. I had no idea. Um, no. And then the far neighborhood that I kind of like turn around and come back from, it's a bunch of, I don't know, teenagers, preteens that are always riding around on their bikes. Well, that's the mm-hmm. neighborhood in which this story takes place. It's from the Are you familiar year. with ripsticks? Do they have ripsticks in Traverse City? I 
that we might okay. i have never heard of it so. it's like a skateboard or they have them with scooters but instead of like two wheels they just have one wheel right in the center and you wobble back and forth it's insane it Rip doesn't stick. sound like fun in any way it's hardcore anyway continue bike neighborhood <laughs> so i was running through the bike neighborhood and all of a sudden there's like five or six teens on bikes essentially following me almost like some sort of like juvenile biker gang like they're just kind of skulking behind me and they yeah. just kept following me and it would have, been, would have been really disconcerting if they weren't you know 14 and from traverse city but anyways after a while one of the kids like kind of whips his bike out around me and tries to go up on his back wheel and do like a big wheelie as he passes me you know something straight out of like some action movie well, it turns out that this trick is not something that he's actually capable of doing. He kind of has <laughs> this crashed. precarious moment where he's on his back tire, and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to end well. And he finally goes down back over, you know, onto his butt. It's not like he cracked his head open or whatever. All right. But he but fell. He, he fell backwards. Um, I had a chuckle. And his friends, you know, his little crew couldn't have been more thrilled. Like, that was a moment that yeah. I think that they had lived for. Did you stride over his convulsing body? No, he was he was next to me. He was like oh. on you know, I, I always run on the left side of the road, so he would have been like um to the right of me. Oh. Sitting and veer over to kick him. No, I didn't. I, I would have gone like Iverson over over to Ron Lou over him if that had been, you know, in my path, but um but it wasn't. So that's what that's what I saw on the road. That's exciting. Week. Yeah, it's it's something. Yep. I don't know if exciting is the right word for it, but it is something. All right. Let's get into some Twitter questions. We'll kind of run through these quick as we're running long. Uh, Andrew Norton asks us, does Joe Jimenez intentionally give in, or excuse me, does Joe Jimenez intentionally give up fly balls to his, due to his obsession with the Phil Coke finger point? I have I have a tender spot in my heart for the Phil Coke finger point. I'd, I'd point on ground balls, you know, point down at the ground. There it is. <laughs> Should point every time. Yeah, just to give them an idea where that ball is at. You gotta help. Help your team. Um, at Spockmaster, who appear, whose first name is Joel, or possibly his last name. I don't know. I, I shouldn't assign it to him. Uh, with Candelario coming up, talk the. I'm assuming talk about Castellanos in the outfield. Um, just quick yes or no. Do you see that as an option this year or long term? No. No, I don't see that at all. No, no chance of that this year. I could see him getting, um, you know, a couple innings out there in the spring coming up and seeing where that goes. Maybe. I, I just don't see that. Does I mean, Nick is really, really bad at third. You know, it's not great for our brand how bad he is at third. He can't be that bad out in the outfield. Like, I know we've tried it, and I know it hasn't gone well. But, like... Why yeah. not? I mean, there there is no downside to that. He can't be any worse. You know what Nick's true position is? Designated hit. hitter. Yeah. Hit. Hitter. <laughs> be a hitter. Hey, if you hit enough, they'll stick you someplace. Hit. Yeah, and he's he hasn't hit well enough for us to bend over backwards to find him a place. I mean, he's he's obviously he has a place. He's at third base. Um, but okay, uh, at A L N Landia. I probably should have said that more cohesively, but that's what you get. Uh, where is Dixon Machado going to become the next Hernan Perez? That's that's a little morbid. It's kind of sad, right? Yeah. Well, as soon as we trade him, he'll be awesome. I mean, are you going Brewers? You... Oh, man. I, I think we should keep one of these infielders. We got five. Well, we got five more in the bag uh, coming up, I guess. But we should keep an infielder that's young and good. Dixon, one of these days. Dixon is the one. Dixon, I'm I'm convinced that Dixon is the one. We we need to see. I'm with you. We need to see some more Dixon. Uh, mix in a little more Dixon, of course. Mix in more Dixon. Uh, Anthony Troy asks us if they don't start playing. Oh, this is another Dixon one. If they don't start playing Dixon more, when is the rally with the pitchforks starting? It's always on the cusp of happening, right? We're it's a pot ready to boil over. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. We just need our Gaston to, you know, lead the crew to the the beasts. That's funny. I was just thinking we need this French Revolution to get going. Both of our minds are are over there. I don't know. French people and pitchforks, I guess. Yeah. 
um, at Tigers. What is this? At Tigers underscore opinions. Um, well, the, the name was too long. It, it cut off the Twitter handle. How soon do people call the Candyman a bust after his debut with the Tigers? It's almost like these people know Tigers Twitter. Uh, however long Joe Jimenez took, like one outing was for him. Yeah, I, I think he's going to do well. I, I think they're going to protect him, put him in, in in chances to to succeed, situations where he can do well. Um, I think he's going to come out of the shoot hitting okay. Although he didn't exactly light AAA on fire before he came up, so what do I know? Um, at EvanKen95 asks us, if Tigers players were on reality TV shows, who would be on which show? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, how about this one? I need some um, more time to think about this question. Andrew Romine on Big Brother because I think he's the big brother of Austin Romine, the catcher for the for the Yanks. Is that clever? Did I come up with something clever? Mm, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Meh. Uh, he suggested that Norris would be on Survivor, which definitely yeah, feels that, that certainly makes sense. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody boss. for a what's that? Fulmer undercover boss. Yeah. Somebody some should be of... on a baking show. Hmm. I could see I could see Miggy being on a baking show. Yeah, I could see Miggy being on all sorts of shows. Yep. I could see uh, Victor doing doing studio analysis for uh, the Champions League because, as as the beat reporters note, he's very into soccer. Every chance they get. Every chance they get. Um, okay, and one more. Eli Pashak asks us: Anyone in the 2018 draft class you really want to be a Tiger? I don't think I could name you one player. I, I seriously, I don't, I could not name one player in the 2018 draft class. Yeah, could look, you? No, absolutely not. Just letting you all behind the curtain a little bit. We are not nearly that smart. I, 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 there's going to probably be 500, 600 players drafted, a thousand players drafted. I don't know. I can't, I can't name one. Um, well, I'm sure we'll have a, have very strong opinions though, by the time the draft comes next year. Yeah. Oh, I do have one more. Um, at Nicholas, uh, light up. At Nicholas uh, Holler three asks us: um, Would John Jay at one year nine million be a viable viable placement in center? What? What's the question? John Jay, one year nine million. I'm assuming that's what he's scheduled to make oh. next year. An option in center. John Jay is cool. Just so. I could start the name John J. Cobb Jingleheimer Schmidt. That's the only reason I'd want him. I've always kind of liked John Jay. I wouldn't mind Cub him. Cobb Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Yeah. No, he, he's he's a good ball player. He's he's done a I mean, he hits for no power, no extra base hits, it's all singles, and he's carved out a career for himself. Like I kind of respect that. Wasn't America's first Supreme Court justice named John Jay? Sure something like that he's a historical american john jay i think you're just thinking of john jacob jingleheimer schmidt again his name is my name too all right let's move on to the english premier league preview are you excited for the opening weekend this weekend i i kind of am i'm i'm afraid because after the championship newcastle was whooping people like we won the league in dramatic fashion last game now i'm kind of scared like do we have enough will it be okay so I'm eager to see my boys play yeah. uh, on actual TV and not, you know, just following my line. Yeah, you're uh, you're back to being relatively small fish in, in a big pond. That's right. Yeah. No, I, I think you guys will do well. Rafa's still in charge. Like he is. When it what it comes down to is is avoiding relegation. You just need to have a really good manager that can essentially get the job done. And he is. I mean, he he's. It's so. In in the world of Newcastle United, all the fans are going nuts because they understand what they have in Rafa Benitez, and they don't want him to go. And they're so nervous he's going to leave because, again, soccer managers leave all the time. It's a revolving door. And so they're all bent out of shape at ownership that they're not getting him the players that he wants soon enough. And is he mad? Doesn't he, does he love us? Does he not love us? You know, it's just so much drama and emotions going on with Rafa. Yeah. You got, it's like, like dating a girl that's way out of your league. You're so out, out kicked your coverage. That's right. And you're so aware of it, which is, which is very funny. That's a good analogy. Uh, The other analogy I could say was like, 
the Rays uh, when they had Joe Madden. Like yeah. Joe Madden was a really good manager, and he cobbled together some talented people, but a lot of odds and ends to to make good runs. And so that's probably the best analogy I'd have. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, let's get into our predictions, and I'm going to write these down so that this time yeah. next year we can, or well, I guess in the spring we can look look back and see how smart or or not smart we were. Um, okay, let's start with the top four. These are the teams that would qualify for the Champions League in order and go. Um, Man City one, uh, Chelsea two, Liverpool three, and um, I'm going to say Tottenham four. Oh, that's a dig. You just did that to dig me out on purpose. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Most people are picking Manchester United to be either winning the league or top four for sure. I have, I have United of course, winning the league. Jose always wins the league in his second season um, without going into two nerdy details. The signings that they've made this year, particularly Nemanja Matic have been awesome. Um, I love what, what he's done so far in the summer. Um, and when they, when they sign Gareth Bale, uh, they're going to be very difficult to slow down. Um, so I'm going Are they to sign him. They're going to sign him. I mean, there's, there's no talk of it really yet, but Okay, so Neymar pretty much doubled the highest transfer fee ever. Did I do I understand that right? It's like 222 million euros. And the highest one before that was like, I think 100 some. Yeah, it was Paul Pogba last summer. It was 89 million. I don't know when when you get into the the various uh, currencies, currencies, it it all gets. But yeah, it it was more than double, which is just wild. Insanity. Um, so I'm going United, City, Chelsea, and Spurs. But if I had to pick another team to win the league other than United, I would actually pick Spurs over City and Chelsea. I feel like they have the highest upside of any of the teams on the on the list. Wow. Uh, okay, so let's move on to more, more your department. Um, which teams? I'll laugh it up. <laughs> which teams get relegated? Um, Huddersfield. Um, Bournemouth and who else am I going? Do I want to hate on? I'll hate on Burnley. Oh, that's really interesting. We have two of the three. I picked Huddersfield to go down in 18th, Burnley in 19th, and the champions of the championship, Brighton, to go down um, as the as the bottom team. I don't uh, know. Brighton was pretty good. I saw some Brighton. They're going to be all right, I think. We'll see. Hope, hopefully not. Yeah, I got to pick three losers that are more losery than us. That's all I care about. I, th- I think you guys will do well. I would. I would be surprised if you weren't fifteenth or high or slightly I'd, higher. I'd be. I'd be tickled with that. Anywhere mid table, and I'm going to be. This year is stay put. Next year, maybe you can aspire to something that's not survival. Um, okay, let's move on to leading scorer. Uh, Kane? Is that even realistic? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he led the league in scoring last year. Um, oh. I went with Kane and, and Sergio Aguero. Um, I know that Gabriel Jesus from, from Man City has gotten all the headlines recently, but Aguero, when he is healthy, is still... Um, you know, enough to give you know a United Sporter nightmares as he as he did to end our season um, all those years ago. Uh, so that's who I have, Kane Aguero, and I have down twenty seven goals for them. Yeah, they're gonna tie because sometimes sometimes people tie. Sure. Um, okay, so uh, I don't know if I did I ask you signing of the season. Signing of the season. Yeah, who who turns out to be the best signing? I don't remember if I threw that one in there or not. So if you don't have an answer, it's not a, not no, a big deal. I, I have no idea. Okay, I put down Mo Salah from Liverpool. I really, really liked him, and I wanted him to come to United. There wasn't any talk of it, but I really like him. Okay. Uh, which... You're going to have to carry a little bit of the freight on the soccer talk. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I think it's just it's we're exposing our baseball fans yeah. to, to soccer. It's, to it disc golf and soccer. Day. Yeah, We're expanding your horizons, people. All right, which English team goes the furthest in the Champions League? Mm, uh, I don't know. Who did I pick? Chelsea? All right. 
Um, I, I pick Spurs. I, I think that they could get to a semi. Um, I think United get United get to the quarterfinals. That would be winning one one uh, tie in the knockout stage. Like we're we're very good. I, I think we have a team that's far more built for for uh, domestic play this year. Um, we don't have the. I mean, if we got Gareth Bale, then things would change. But until then, um, yeah, I think that's where we're at. Okay, finish for Newcastle and for United. Obviously, you we both have United already in our in our top. Well, four or five. So, where do you think Newcastle come? Uh, I would say fourteenth. That seems fair. I'd be delighted with fourteenth. I think, I, like I said before, I think I'm going to take them fifteenth. I think that's a, a nice, a nice sure. spot. Okay, and I, I feel like we can make some sort of wager off this one. It was, it's the last one on my list. Um, how many points do you think Newcastle take off United this season? Okay, so they play each other twice, yep. right? Um. Uh, if we got one, I would be delighted. So, I'm gonna say one. I think we could draw at home. I also have down one point, which I would not be thrilled with, but that feels feels like something that will happen at least given our our dynamic here. But if somebody put the over under at one, I'm taking the under. <laughs> um. So that's that's the there you have it. That's how the uh, the Premier League season is is gonna go. Clearly, top to bottom. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We experted you up. Now you're ready to go. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can uh, on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric. And the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino 4. And Eric is at Comeric Eric. Uh, the show is at uh, Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And once again, we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. Um, Eric, do you have anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for another week? No. All right. With that being said, I hope you all have a great next week. Enjoy the the kickoff of the Premier League season, and we will catch you guys next week. Uh, eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>